Appendix B of Studies in the Psychology of Sex. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume 2, by Havelock Ellis. Appendix B. The School Friendship of Girls. A school friendship is termed by Italian girls a flame, flamma. This term, as explained by Obici and Marchesini, indicates, in school slang, both the beloved person and the friendship in the abstract. But it is a friendship which has the note of passion as felt and understood in this environment. In every college the flame is regarded as a necessary institution. The friendship is usually of a markedly platonic character, and generally exists between a boarder on one side and a day pupil on the other. Notwithstanding, however, its apparently non-sexual nature, all the sexual manifestations of college youth circle around it, and, in its varying aspects of differing intensity, all the gradations of sexual sentiment may be expressed. Obici and Marchesini carried on their investigation chiefly among the pupils of normal schools, the age of the girls being between twelve and nineteen or twenty. There are both boarders and day pupils at these colleges. The boarders are most inflammable, but it is the day pupils who furnish the sparks. Obici and Marchesini received much assistance in their studies from former pupils, who are now themselves teachers. One of these, a day pupil who had never herself been either the object or the agent in one of those passions, but had had ample opportunity of making personal observations, writes as follows, quote, The flame proceeds exactly like a love relationship. It often happens that one of the girls shows manlike characteristics, either in physical type or in energy and decision of character. The other lets herself be loved, acting with all the obstinacy, and one might almost say the shyness, of a girl with her lover. The beginning of these relationships is quite different from the usual beginnings of friendship. It is not by being always together, talking and studying together, that two become flames. No, generally they do not even know each other. One sees the other on the stairs, in the garden, in the corridors, and the emotion that arises is nearly always called forth by beauty and physical grace. Then the one who is first struck begins a regular courtship, frequent walks in the garden when the other is likely to be at the window of her classroom, pauses on the stairs to see her pass. In short, a mute adoration made up of glances and sighs. Later come presents of beautiful flowers and little messages conveyed by complacent companions. Finally, if the flame shows signs of appreciating all these proofs of affection, comes the letter of declaration. Letters of declaration are long and ardent, to such a degree that they equal or surpass real love declarations. The courted one nearly always accepts, sometimes with enthusiasm, oftenest with many objections and doubts as to the affection declared. It is only after many entreaties that she yields, and the relationship begins. Unquote. Another collaborator who has herself always aroused very numerous flames gives a very similar description together with other particulars. Thus she states, quote, 
it may be said that sixty per cent of the girls in a college have flame relationships and that of the remaining forty only half refuse from deliberate repulsion to such affections the other twenty are excluded either because they are not sufficiently pleasing in appearance or because their characters do not inspire sympathy Unquote. and regarding the method of beginning the relationship she writes quote, sometimes flames arise before the two future friends have even seen each other merely because one of them is considered as beautiful sympathetic nice or elegant elegance exerts an immense fascination especially on the boarders who are bound down by monotonous and simple habits as soon as a boarder hears of a day pupil that she is charming and elegant she begins to feel a lively sympathy toward her rapidly reaching anxiety to see her the longed-for morning at length arrives the beloved unconscious of the tumult of passions she has aroused goes into school not knowing that her walk her movements her garments are being observed from stairs or dormitory corridor for the boarders these events constitute an important part of college life and often assume for some the aspect of a tragedy which fortunately may be gradually resolved into a comedy or a farce Unquote. many letters are written in the course of these relationships obici and marchesini have been able to read over three hundred such letters which had been carefully preserved by the receivers and which indeed formed the chief material for their study these letters clearly show that the flame most usually arises from a physical sympathy an admiration of beauty and elegance the letters written in this flame relationship are full of passion they appear to be often written during periods of physical excitement and psychic erotism and may be considered obici and marchesini remark a form of intellectual onanism of which the writers afterward feel remorse and shame as of a physically dishonourable act in reference to the underlying connection of these feelings with the sexual impulse one of the lady collaborators writes quote, i can say that a girl who is in love with a man never experiences flame emotions for a companion obici and marchesini thus summarize the differential character of flames as distinguished from ordinary friendships Quote, one the extraordinary frequency with which even by means of subterfuges the lovers exchange letters two the anxiety to see and talk to each other to press each other's hands to embrace and kiss three the long conversations and the very long reveries four persistent jealousy with its manifold arts and usual results five exaltation of the beloved's qualities six the habit of writing the beloved's name everywhere seven absence of envy for the loved one's qualities eight the lover's abnegation in conquering all obstacles to the manifestations of her love nine the vanity with which some respond to flame declarations ten the consciousness of doing a prohibited thing eleven the pleasure of conquest of which the trophies letters and so on are preserved Unquote. the difference between a flame and a friendship is very well marked in the absolute exclusiveness of the former whence arises the possibility of jealousy at the same time friendship and love are here woven together the letters are chaste 
a few exceptions among so many letters not affecting the general rule and the purity of the flame relationship is also shown by the fact that it is usually between boarders and day pupils girls in different classes in different rooms and seldom between those who are living in close proximity to each other Quote, certainly writes one of the lady collaborators the first sensual manifestations develop in girls with physical excitement pure and simple but at all events i would wish to believe it the majority of college girls find sufficient satisfaction in being as near as possible to the beloved person of whichever sex in mutual admiration and in kissing or very frequently in conversation that is by no means moral though usually very metaphorical the object of such conversation is to discover the most important mysteries of human nature the why and the wherefore it deals with natural necessities which the girl feels and has an intuition of but as yet knows nothing definite about such conversations are the order of the day in schools and in colleges and specially revolve around procreation the most difficult mystery of all they are a heap of stupidities unquote. this lady had only known of one definite homosexual relationship during the whole of her college life the couple in question were little liked and had no other flames the chief general sexual manifestations this lady concludes which she had noted among her companions was a constant preoccupation with sexual mysteries and the necessity of talking about them perpetually another lady collaborator who had lived in a normal school had had somewhat wider experiences she entered at the age of fourteen and experienced the usual loneliness and unhappiness of a new pupil one day as she was standing pensive and alone in a corner of the room a companion one who on her arrival had been charged to show her over the college ran up to her quote, embracing me closing my mouth with a kiss and softly caressing my hair i gazed at her in astonishment but experienced a delicious sensation of supreme comfort here began the idyll i was subjected to a furious tempest of kisses and caresses which quite stunned me and made me ask myself the reason of such a new and unforeseen affection i ingenuously inquired the reason and the reply was i love you you struck me immediately i saw you because you are so beautiful and so white and because it makes me happy and soothes me when i can pass my hands through your hair and kiss your plump white face i need a soul and a body this seemed to me the language of a superior person for i could not grasp all its importance as on the occasion when she first embraced me i looked at her in astonishment and could not for the moment respond to a new fury of caresses and kisses i felt that they were not like the kisses of my mamma my papa my brother and other companions they gave me unknown sensations the contact of those moist and freshy lips disturbed me then came the exchange of letters and the usual rites and duties of flames when we met in the presence of others we were only to greet each other simply for flames were strictly prohibited i obeyed because i liked her but also because i was afraid of the othello-like jealousy she would suffocate me even bite me when i played joyously and thoughtlessly with others and woe to me if i failed to call her when i was combing my hair she liked to see me with my hair down and would rest her head on my shoulder especially if i were partially undressed I let her do as she liked, and she would scold me severely because I was never first in longing for her, running to meet her and kissing her. 
but at the same time the thought of losing her the thought that perhaps one day she would shower her caresses on others secretly wounded my heart but i never told her this one day however when with a head-mistress gazing at a beautiful landscape i was suddenly overwhelmed with sadness and burst out crying the head-mistress inquired what was the matter and throwing myself in her arms i sobbed i love her and i shall die if she leaves off loving me she smiled and the smile went through my heart i saw at once how silly i was and what a wrong road my companion was on from that day i could no longer endure my flame the separation was absolute i courageously bore bites and insults even scratches on my face followed by long complaints and complete prostration i thought it would be mean to accuse her but i invented a pretext for having the number of my bed changed this was because she would dress quietly and come to pass hours by my bed resting her head on the pillow she said she wished to smell the perfume of my health and freshness this continual turbulent desire had now nauseated me and i wished to avoid it altogether later i heard that she had formed a relationship which was not blessed by any sacred rite notwithstanding the platonic character of the correspondences obitch and marcazzini remark there is really a substratum of emotional sexuality beneath it and it is this which finds its expression in the indecorous conversations already referred to the flame is a love fiction a play of sexual love this characteristic comes out in the frequently romantic names of men and women invented to sign the letters even in the letters themselves however the element of sexual impressionability may be traced Quote, on friday we went to a service at saint b writes one who was in an institution directed by nuns but unfortunately i saw m l at a window when i thought she was at a and i was in a nervous state the whole time imagine that that dear woman was at the window with bare arms and as it seemed to me in her chemise Unquote. no doubt a similar impression might have been made on a girl living in her own family but it is certain that the imaginative colouring tends to be more lively in those living in colleges and shut off from that varied and innocent observation which renders those outside colleges freer and more unprejudiced on a boy who is free to see as many women as he chooses a woman's face cannot make such an impression as on a boy who lives in a college and who is liable to be as it were electrified if he sees any object belonging to a woman especially if he sees it by stealth or during a mood of erotism such an object calls out a whole series of wanton imaginations which it could not do in one who by his environment was already armed against any tendencies to erotic fetishism the attraction exerted by that which we see but seldom and around which fancy assiduously plays the attraction of forbidden fruit produces tendencies and habits which could scarcely develop in freedom curiosity is acute and is augmented by the obstacles which stand in the way of its satisfaction flame attraction is the beginning of such a morbid fetishism a sentiment which under other conditions would never have gone beyond ordinary friendship may thus become a flame and even a flame of markedly sexual character under these influences boys and girls feel the purest and simplest sentiments in a hyperesthetic manner 
the girls here studied have lost an exact conception of the simple manifestations of friendship and think they are giving evidence of exquisite sensibility and true friendship by loving a companion to madness friendship in them has become a passion that this intense desire to love a companion passionately is a result of the college environments may be seen by the following extract from a letter Quote, you know dear much better than i do how acutely girls living away from their own homes and far from all those who are dearest to them on earth feel the need of loving and being loved you can understand how hard it is to be obliged to live without anyone to surround you with affection Unquote. and the writer goes on to say how all her love turns to her correspondent while there is an unquestionable sexual element in the flame relationship this cannot be regarded as an absolute expression of real congenital perversion of the sex instinct the frequency of the phenomena as well as the fact that on leaving college to enter social life the girl usually ceases to feel these emotions are sufficient to show the absence of congenital abnormality the estimate of the frequency of flames in normal schools given to obichi and marquezini by several lady collaborators was about sixty per cent but there is no reason to suppose that women teachers furnish a larger contingent of perverted individuals than other women the root is organic but the manifestations are ideal and platonic in contrast with some other manifestations found in college life no inquiry was made as to the details of solitary sexual manifestations in the colleges the fact that they exist to more or less extent being sufficiently recognized the conversations already referred to are a measure of the excitations of sexuality existing in these college inmates and multiplied in energy by communication such discourse was wrote one collaborator the order of the day and it took place chiefly at the time when letter-writing also was easiest it may well be that sensual excitations transformed into ethereal sentiments served to increase the intensity of the flames taken altogether Abich and Marquezini conclude, the flame may be regarded as a provisional synthesis. We find here, in solution together, the physiological element of incipient sexuality, the physical element of the tenderness natural to this age and sex, the element of occasion offered by the environment, and the social element with its nascent altruism. That the phenomena described in minute detail by Obichi and Marquezini closely resemble the phenomena as they exist in english girls schools is indicated by the following communication for which i am indebted to a lady who is familiar with an english girls college of very modern type Quote, from inquiries made in various quarters and through personal observation and experience i have come to the conclusion that the romantic and emotional attachments formed by girls for their female friends and companions attachments which take a great hold of their minds for the time being are far commoner than is generally supposed among English girls, more especially at school or college, or wherever a number of girls or young women live together in one institution and are much secluded. As far as I have been able to find out, these attachments, which have their own local names, for example, raves, spoons, and so on, are comparatively rare in the smaller private schools, and totally absent among girls of the poorer class attending board and national schools, perhaps because they mix more freely with the opposite sex. 
I can say from personal experience that in one of the largest and best English colleges, where I spent some years, raving is especially common in spite of arrangements which one would have thought would have abolished most unhealthy feelings. The arrangements there are very similar to a large boys' college. There are numerous boarding-houses which have, on an average, forty to fifty students. Each house is under the management of a well-educated housemistress, assisted by house-governesses, quite separate from college teachers. Each house has a large garden with tennis courts and so on, and cricket, hockey, and other games are carried on to a large extent, games being not only much encouraged, but much enjoyed. Each girl has a separate cubicle or bedroom, and no junior, under seventeen years of age, is allowed to enter the cubicle or bedroom of another without asking permission, or to go to the bedrooms during the day. In fact, everything is done to discourage any morbid feelings. But all the same, as far as my experience goes, the friendships there seem more violent and more emotional than in most places, and sex subjects form one of the chief topics of conversation. In such large schools and colleges, these raves are not only numerous, but seem to be perennial among the girls of all ages, from thirteen years upward. Girls under that age may be fond of some other student or teacher, but in quite a different way. These raves are not mere friendships in the ordinary sense of the word, nor are they incompatible with ordinary friendships. A girl with a rave often has several intimate friends, for whom affection is felt without the emotional feelings and pleasurable excitement which characterize a rave. From what I have been told by those who have experienced these raves, and have since been in love with men, the emotions called forth in both cases were similar, although in the case of the rave this fact was not recognized at the time. This appears to point to a sexual basis, but, on the other hand, there are many cases where the feeling seems to be more spiritual, a sort of uplifting of the whole soul, with an intense desire to lead a very good life the feeling being one of reverence more than anything else for the loved one, with no desire to become too intimate and no desire for physical contact. Raves, as a rule, begin quite suddenly. They may be mutual or all on one side. In the case of schoolgirls, the mutual rave is generally found between two companions, or the girls may have a rave for one of their teachers or some grown-up acquaintance who does not necessarily enter into the school life. In this case, there may or may not be a feeling of affection for the girl by her rave, though minus all the emotional feelings. Occasionally, a senior student will have a rave on a little girl, but these cases are rare and not very active in their symptoms, girls over eighteen having fewer raves and generally condemning them. In the large school already referred to, of which I have personal knowledge, raving was very general, hardly anyone being free from it, any fresh student would soon fall a victim to the fashion, which rather points to the fact that it is infectious. Sometimes there might be a lull in the general raving, only to reappear after an interval in more or less of an epidemic form. Sometimes nearly all the raves were felt by students for their teachers, at other times it was more apparent between the girls themselves. Sometimes one teacher was raved on by several girls, in many cases the girls raving on a teacher would have a very great friendship with one of their companions, talking with each other constantly of their respective raves, describing their feelings and generally letting off steam to one another, indulging sometimes in the active demonstrations of affection which they were debarred from showing the teacher herself, and in some cases having no desire to do so even if they could. 
as far as i have been able to judge there is not necessarily any attraction for physical characteristics as beauty elegance and so on the two participants are probably both of strong character or a weak character raves on a stronger but rarely vice versa i have often noticed that the same person may be raved on at different times by several people of different characters and of all ages say up to thirty years of age it is hard to say why some persons more than others should inspire this feeling often they are reserved without any particular physical attraction and often despising raving and emotional friendships and give no encouragement to them that the majority of raves have a sexual basis may be true but i am sure that in the majority of cases where young girls are concerned this is not in the least recognized and no impurity is indulged in or wished for the majority of the girls are entirely ignorant of all sexual matters and understand nothing whatever about them but they do wander about them and talk about them constantly more especially when they have a rave which seems to point to some subtle connection between the two that this ignorance exists is largely to be deplored the subject if once thought of is always thought of and talked of and information is at length generally gained in a regrettable manner from personal experience i know the evil results that this ignorance and constant endeavouring to find out everything has on the mind and bodies of schoolgirls if children had the natural and simple laws of creation carefully explained to them by their parents much harm would be prevented and the conversation would not always turn on sexual matters the bible is often consulted for the discovery of hidden mysteries raves and teachers are far commoner than between two girls in this case the girl makes no secret of her attachment constantly talking of it and describing her feelings to any who care to listen and writing long letters to her friends about the same in the case of two girls there is more likely to be a sexual element great pleasure being taken in close contact with one another and frequent kissing and hugging when parted long letters are written often daily they are full of affectionate expressions of love and so on but there is also a frequent reference to the happiness and desire to do well that their love has inspired them with while often very deeply religious feelings appear to be generated and many good resolutions are made their various emotional feelings are described in every minute detail to each other the duration of raves varies i have known them to last three or four years more often only a few months occasionally what began as a rave will turn into a sensible firm friendship i imagine that there is seldom any actual inversion and on growing up the raves generally cease that the ravers feel and act like a pair of lovers there is no doubt and the majority put down these romantic friendships for their own sex as due in a great extent in the case of girls at schools to being without the society of the opposite sex this may be true in some cases but personally i think the question open to discussion these friendships are often found among girls who have left school and have every liberty even among girls who have had numerous flirtations with the opposite sex who cannot be accused of inversion and who have all the feminine and domestic characteristics in illustration of these points i may bring forward the following case a and b were two girls at the same college they belonged to different cliques or sets occupied different bedrooms never met in their school work and were practically only known to one another by name one day they chanced to sit next to one another at some meal they both already had raves 
a on an actor she had lately seen b on a married woman at her home the conversation happened to turn on raves and mutual attraction was suddenly felt from that moment a new interest came into their lives they lived for one another at the time a was fourteen b a year older both were somewhat precocious for their age were practical with plenty of common sense very keen on games interested in their lessons and very independent but at the same time with marked feminine characteristics and popular with the opposite sex after the first feeling of interest there was a subtle excitement and desire to meet again all their thoughts were occupied with the subject each day they managed as many private meetings as possible they met in the passages in order to say good-night with many embraces as far as possible they hid their feelings from the rest of the world they became inseparable and a very lasting and real but somewhat emotional affection in which the sexual element was certainly marked sprang up between them although at the time they were both quite ignorant of sexual matters yet they indulged their sexual instincts to some extent they felt surcharged with hitherto unexperienced feelings and emotions instinct urged them to let these have play but instinctively they also had a feeling that to do so would be wrong this feeling they endeavoured to argue out and find reasons for when parted for any length of time they felt very miserable and wrote pages to one another every day pouring forth in writing their feelings for one another in this time of active attraction they both became deeply religious for a time the active part of the affection continued for three or four years and now after an interval of ten years they are both exceedingly fond of one another although their paths in life are divided and each has since experienced love for a man both look back upon the sexual element in their friendship with some interest it may be remarked in passing that a and b are both attractive girls to men and women and b especially appears always to have roused rave feelings in her own sex without the slightest encouragement on her part the duration of this rave was exceptionally long the majority only lasting a few months while some girls have one rave after another or two or three together i may mention one other case where i believe that if it had a sexual basis this was not recognized by the parties concerned or their friends two girls over twenty years of age passed in a corridor a few words were exchanged the beginning of a very warm and fast friendship they said it was not a rave they were absolutely devoted to one another but from what i know of them and what they have since told me their feelings were quite free from any sexual desires though their love for one another was great when parted they exchanged letters daily but were always endeavouring to urge one another on in all the virtues and as far as i can gather they never gave way to any feeling they thought was not for the good of their souls letters and presents are exchanged vows of eternal love are made quarrels are engaged in for the mere pleasure of reconciliation and jealousy is easily manifested although raves are chiefly found among schoolgirls they are by no means confined to them but are common among any community of women of any age say under thirty and are not unknown among married women when there is no inversion in these cases there is usually of course no ignorance of sexual matters whether there is any direct harm in these friendships i have not been able to make up my mind 
in the case of schoolgirls if there is not too much emotion generated and if the sexual feelings are not indulged in i think they may do more good than harm later on in life when all one's desires and feelings are at their strongest it is more doubtful Unquote. that the phenomena as found in the girls colleges of america are exactly similar to those in italy and england is shown among other evidence by some communications sent to mr e g lancaster of clark university worcester massachusetts a few years ago mr e g lancaster sent out a questionnaire to over eight hundred teachers and older pupils dealing with various points connected with adolescence and received answers from ninety-one persons containing information which bore on the present question of this number twenty-eight male and forty-one female had been in love before the age of twenty-five while eleven of each sex had had no love experiences this indicating since the women were in a majority that the absence of love experience is more common in men than in women these answers were from young people between sixteen and twenty-five years of age two males and seven females have loved imaginary characters while three males and not less than forty-six females speak of passionate love for the same sex love of the same sex lancaster remarks though not generally known is very common it is not mere friendship the love is strong real and passionate it may be remarked that these forty-nine cases were reported without solicitation since there was no reference to homosexual love in the questionnaire many of the answers to the syllabus are so beautiful lancaster observes that if they could be printed in full no comment would be necessary he quotes a few of the answers thus a woman of thirty-three writes quote, at fourteen i had my first case of love but it was with a girl it was insane intense love but had the same quality and sensations as my first love with a man at eighteen in neither case was the object idealized i was perfectly aware of the faults nevertheless my whole being was lost immersed in their existence the first lasted two years the second seven years no love has since been so intense but now these persons though living are no more to me than the veriest stranger unquote. another woman of thirty-five writes quote, girls between the ages of fourteen and eighteen at college or girls schools often fall in love with the same sex this is not friendship the loved one is older more advanced more charming or beautiful when i was a freshman in college i knew at least thirty girls who were in love with a senior some sought her because it was the fashion but i knew that my own homage and that of many others was sincere and passionate i loved her because she was brilliant and utterly indifferent to the love shown her she was not pretty though at the time we thought her beautiful one of her adorers on being slighted was ill for two weeks on her return she was speaking to me when the object of our admiration came into the room the shock was too great and she fainted when i reached the senior year i was the recipient of languishing glances original verses roses and passionate letters written at midnight and three in the morning Unquote. no similar confessions are recorded from men in south america corresponding phenomena have been found in schools and colleges of the same class there they have been especially studied by mercante in the convent high schools of buenos aires where the students are girls between the ages of ten and twenty-two 
Mercante found that homosexuality here is not clearly defined or explicit, and usually it is combined with a predisposition to romanticism and mysticism. It is usually of a passive kind, but in this form so widespread as to constitute a kind of epidemic. It was most manifest in institutions where the greatest stress was placed on religious instruction. The recreations of the school in question were quiet and enervating. Active or boisterous sports were prohibited to the end that good manners might be cultivated. In the playrooms the girls observed the strictest etiquette, and discipline was maintained independent of oversight by teachers. Mercante could hardly believe, however, that the decorum was more than external. Later, when the girls broke up, they were found in pairs or small groups, in corners, on benches, beside the pillars, arm in arm or holding hands. What they were speaking of could be surmised. Quote, their conversation and confidences came to me indirectly. They were sweethearts talking about their affairs. In spite of the spiritual and feminine character of these unions, one element was active, the other passive. Thus confirming the authorities on this matter, Garnier, Regis, Lombroso, Bonfili, unquote. Mercante found the points of view of the two members, of each pair, to be quite different in moral aspect. Quote, One takes the initiative, she commands, she cares for, she offers, she gives, she makes decisions, she considers the present, she imagines the future, she smooths over difficulties, gives encouragement and inspiration to her companion. The other obeys, accepts, is docile, gives way in matters of dispute, and expresses her affection with sweet words and promises of love and submission. The atmosphere, silent and quiet, was, however, charged with jealousy, squabble, desires, illusions, dreams, and lamentations. Unquote. Mercante's informant assured him that practically every girl had her affinity, and that there were at least twenty well-defined love affairs. The active party starts the conquest by making eyes, next she becomes more intimate, and finally proposes. Women being highly adaptable, the neophyte, unless she is rebellious, gets into the spirit of it all. If she is not complacent, she must prepare for conflict, because the prey becomes more desirable the more the resistance encountered. Opportunity was offered to Mercante to observe some of the correspondence between the girls, though of indifferent training and ability in other respects the girls speak and write regarding their affairs with most admirable diction and style no data are given regarding the actual intimate relations between the girls and of appendix b and of studies in the psychology of sex volume two by havelock ellis